0: In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, I'm going to respond to a critic concerning my recent column in the Washington Times, where he says this, First and foremost, you need to get your facts straight here. The United States of America was founded on freedom from religion, and it has no Christian basis whatsoever. We'll talk about this and more on Today's Rebellion. Welcome to Today's Rebellion. Before I get into today's topic, I want to circle back and thank Michael Knowles again. I hope you all enjoyed the last two episodes of The Rebellion, the two-part series of the interview with Michael Knowles concerning his new book, Speechless. Excellent interview. If you haven't listened to them, go to my website, dreverettpiper.com. Click on podcasts and find those two most recent episodes, the two-part series of the interview with Michael Knowles. Uh, Frankly, he just hit it out of the park, so you need to go listen to those interviews. If you already heard them once, go listen to them again because there's so much depth, so much sense, common sense and reason and rationality and logic and theology in what he says. Go listen to those two podcasts of The Rebellion and then post them out there in your social media so that other people can do likewise. And remember, if you're not a subscribing member yet of The Rebellion, go to patreon.com backslash Dr. Everett Piper. That's patreon.com, D-R-E-V-E-R-E-T-T-P-I-P-E-R, patreon.com backslash Dr. Everett Piper. And then if you subscribe, you can get the extra bonus question that I asked Michael. And here's a teaser. I asked him what his prediction of the upcoming elections 2022 and 2024 is, what his prediction is. And it's very insightful. And also, don't forget my book, Grow Up, Life Isn't Safe, But It's Good. So that's just some laundry that I needed to do to make sure that we thank Michael Knowles again before we get into today's topic. Today's topic is going to be me responding to a couple critics with regard to my most recent column on the Wash in the Washington Times. Excuse me, my most recent column in the Washington Times. Now, you know I've already talked about this column a couple different times on the show. It's the column where I cite the research of George Barna, where he... Says in his words that America's new religion is quote unquote fake Christianity. And he also calls it moralistic therapeutic deism. And he explains to us why. He gives us the data and he suggests that we no longer are driven biblically and we are no longer driven by the basic orthodox assumptions of scripture and of the Christian faith, but we now basically embrace a feel good religion of as I termed it, Bobby McFerrin and Black Lives Matter. Don't worry, be happy and go out and queer everything that ails you. That's the new religion of America. And unfortunately, some of the emergent churches, the affirming churches, are embracing this false gospel. Well, I generally get, oh, 20 to maybe 50, 80 comments on my articles that I write for the Washington Times on a weekly basis. By the way, you can access them every weekend by just going to the Washington Times Sunday afternoon or Monday, and my opinion piece is often the lead uh, column in the opinion section of the Times. Well, my last column was on this issue, on fake Christianity. And as I speak to you right now, I've had 390 comments, 390 comments, not likes, comments with regard to that particular column. Now, some of them are positive, but a lot of them are the atheists, the angry secularists that are coming out of the woodwork and showing their cards. So let's take a break, acknowledge our sponsors, and when I get back, I'm gonna share with you one of those comments, and then I'm gonna give you my response. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. I'm going to share with you this comment. It's uh, exemplary, indicative of several other comments that are very, very similar, very, very much like it. It's like they're reading off the same script. And frankly, that is one of the concerning things. They are essentially reading off the script, the same script. The script that's been given to them by our public schools, I've said it a thousand times, the reason we're in the mess we're in right now is because of our public schools. The schools in your own backyard are teaching this nonsense, and therefore you get these types of stupid comments with regard to my most recent column. Here's the here's the quote. Uh, first and foremost, you need to get your facts straight. This is the guy talking to me, posting it on the Washington Times uh, website. First and foremost, Piper, you need to get your facts straight the united states of america was founded on freedom from religion it has no christian basis whatsoever except the influence that christian nationalists groups like you have had on it Uh, he goes on and says the problem is that most christians care more about being the one who is right than actually seeking to understand god See, you see this by them using a book that says the knowledge of good and evil is what separates us from God, but yet they claim to have such knowledge and seek to tell everyone else about it. Full stop right there. I mean, he goes on further. Uh, let me deal with a couple of these things, but then I'm going to get back to the most important, not the most important, but the the comment that I want to focus on today is his comment that the United States was founded on freedom from religion and has no Christian basis whatsoever. He said that. And you know that a lot of people are making this claim right now. Again, the United States of America was founded on freedom from religion and has no Christian basis whatsoever. Um, Other people posted stuff like, you know that all of our founding fathers were deists. They weren't Christians. They weren't Orthodox Christians, evangelicals like you people. They weren't Christian nationalists like you. They were deists. It's just not true. That's just a false statement, and I'm going to give you abundant evidence here in a minute to prove it. But I do want to respond to his point that, first of all, that we were founded on freedom from religion. No, we weren't. That's not what the First Amendment says. We have freedom of religion. We don't have freedom from religion. The wall of separation of church and state is not in the Constitution. It's not in the Declaration of Independence. As you know, it was in a letter that Thomas Jefferson wrote to the Danbury Baptists where he was reassuring them that the government could not and would not intrude into their business. That's the point of the letter. Nobody in their right mind could read it and interpret it otherwise. It was to keep the... Government out of the church's business, not the church out of the government's business or out of culture at large. It was a wall separating the government from the church, and the key to, there was a door in that wall, and the key to that door was held by the church. The church could unlock the door, go through the wall, enter into culture, do its good work, be salt and light in the culture, and then go back through the door and shut it and lock it and the wall would keep the government out. That's the point, pure and simple. So this nonsense of claiming that the United States of America was founded on freedom from religion is just a bold face lie. It is not true. There is no basis for that. Also, this other nonsense about uh, uh, we use a book that says that the knowledge of good and evil is what separates us from God. No, that's not the Genesis story. God told us not to eat of the tree, the fruit of the tree, of the knowledge of good and evil. Because why? Because in doing so, we would become as God. We would start defining everything ourselves. We wouldn't need God to tell us what's right and wrong, good or evil any longer. We could do it ourselves because we would rise up and claim the throne as God. There's nothing in that story that says being aware of what's right and wrong separates you from God. Absolutely not. It's claiming to be God that separates you from God. This person is biblically illiterate and historically unmoored. He knows nothing. All right, let's get back to his claim that the United States was founded on freedom from religion and has no Christian basis whatsoever. B.S., hogwash, nonsense. Let me give you some examples. Oh, I've got 35 here. I don't have time to go into all of them, so I'm going to start rattling them off very quickly. You might want to save this podcast and go back and take notes. Okay? Christopher Columbus. Let's start with him. I hold alone to the sacred and holy scriptures. Hmm. Seems to be Christian, doesn't it? Robert Aitken, well, who's he? He he was authorized by Congress in 1782 to print Bibles for the wants and demands of the good people of the state. Be it resolved, said the Congress, that the United States and Congress approves the laudable undertaking of Mr. Aitken as a subservient to the interest of religion as well as an instance of the progress of the arts in this country, the execution of the work, this edition of the Bible to the inhabitants of the United States. Hmm, sounds kind of Christian, doesn't it? The Congress in 1782 charged Robert Aitken to print Bibles, to execute the work of printing Bibles for the inhabitants of the United States? Hmm, interesting. John McHenry, a signer of the Constitution and Secretary of War under George Washington and John Adams said this, the Holy Scripture Scriptures, One more time, the Holy Scriptures can alone secure to society order and peace and to our courts of justice and constitutions of government purity, stability, and usefulness. In vain, without the Bible, we increase penal laws and drop protections around our institutions. Sound familiar? Make more laws, and they're meaningless if you don't ground them in the Bible. In vain, without the Bible, we increase penal laws. That was John McHenry, signer of the Constitution, right there at the beginning, to my critic and Secretary of War under George Washington and John Adams. John Quincy Adams, the sixth president of the United States. I deem myself fortunate, he said, to bear my solemn testimony of reverence and gratitude to that book of books, the Holy Bible. The Bible carries with it the history of the creation, the fall and redemption of man, and discloses to him in the infant born at Bethlehem, the legislator and savior of the world. Close quote. John Quincy Adams, sixth president of the United States and son of John Adams, the second president of the United States. Do you think there's some Christian genetics Some Christian DNA in our founding here? Or do you think it's just Christian nationalists that rose up on January 6th and stormed the Capitol? These people have lost their minds. They don't know their history, and they're biblically illiterate. Andrew Jackson, the Bible is the rock on which the republic rests. Close quote. Newsweek even said this in 1983, the Bible has exerted an unrivaled influence on American culture, politics, and social life. The Bible, perhaps even more than the Constitution, is our founding document. Close quote, Newsweek, 1983. I don't even have to go back to the initial founding of our country to make my point, but let's go back there anyway to respond to my illiterate and poorly informed friend. Thomas Paine, one of the least religious of the founding fathers, arguably, lectured the French government for their secular teaching in their public schools. He said this, For all the principles of science are of divine origin how is it then that when we study the works of god in creation we stop short and do not think of god it is from the air of the schools this air in our schools the evil that has resulted it has been that of generating in the pupils in the students a species of atheism Instead of looking through the works of the creation to the creator himself, they stop short and employ the knowledge they acquire to create doubts of his existence. Close quote. And that was from Thomas Paine. He would be one of the guys that these critics claim is a deist. And Everybody was like Thomas Paine. Well, pay attention to what he said then. Teddy Roosevelt, if a man is not familiar with the Bible, he has suffered the loss which he had better make all possible haste to correct. A thorough knowledge of the Bible is worth more than all of college education. Close quote, Teddy Roosevelt. Harvard University said this at its founding, Everyone shall exercise himself in reading the scriptures twice a day that he shall be ready to give such an account of his proficiency therein. That was required of every student at Harvard University. You had to read the scriptures twice a day and be prepared to give an account of your proficiency in the knowledge therein. My critic might do well to consider doing the same. Again, back to John Quincy Adams. Okay, he was also a Harvard professor. I didn't know that until I was doing research for this show. John Quincy Adams also served as a Harvard professor. And with regard to the history contained in the Bible, he said this, It is not so much praiseworthy to be acquainted with it as it is shameful to be ignorant of it. Close quote. Yale University said this, All scholars are required to live a religious life. Was that Islam? Was that the Baha'i faith? Was that Gnosticism? No. A blameless life according to the rules of God, diligently ready in the Holy Scriptures, reading them, and constantly attending to all the duties of religion. Interesting. Yale University, Princeton University's motto, still to this day, is the voice of one crying in the wilderness again a reference to the bible even state universities up until almost the 1900s in 19 excuse me in 1890 90% of our state universities and colleges in the nation still held their own chapel services and 50% of them required them Required them. The University of Michigan, for example, required chapel attendance up until the 1900s. 25% of these state universities required church attendance. Does that sound like secularism to you, my dear critic? Here's another one Our nation's first public education law was enacted in 1647, and it said this it being one chief project of that old deluder Satan to keep men from the knowledge of Scripture so that the true sense and meaning of the original might be clouded and corrupted with false glosses of saint-seeming deceivers. Okay? The first public education law basically said we need to educate our progeny in the Bible Because the old deluder Satan seeks to keep them from knowledge of Scripture. That's the language of our first public education law. Interesting. Interesting, isn't it? The Northwest Ordinance, which was signed by George Washington, quote, religion, morality, and knowledge being necessary to good government and the happiness of mankind. Schools and the means of education shall forever be be encouraged. To do what? To educate students in religion and morality and other knowledge. Sound like a secular system? Does it sound like Christianity had nothing to do with our founding? Hmm. Noah Webster, he helped found Amherst College, by the way. Our citizens should early understand that the genuine source of correct Republican principles is the Bible particularly the New Testament, close quote. Benjamin Rush signed the Declaration of Independence, and he was responsible for for starting five different colleges, three of which still exist. He said this, Now the Bible contains more truth than any other book in the world. So true is the testimony that it is called truth itself. From the affection for the truths of the Bible, we we will acquire... A discernment of the truth in other books of how much consequence then must it be to fill the mind with that species of knowledge in childhood and youth, which when recalled in the decline of life will support the soul under the infirmities of age. Close quote. Seems like he has high regard for the Bible, doesn't it? More from Benjamin Rush. Let's go back to him. We err not only in human affairs, but in religion likewise, only because we do not know the scriptures and obey. Oh no, excuse me, and obey their instructions. Immense truths are concealed in them. The time I have no doubt will come when posterity will view and pity our ignorance of these truths. Ha! Huh. The time will come. When posterity will view and pity our ignorance of these terms. Does it sound like one of our founding fathers was predicting, almost prophesying, that critics like my dear friend in the Washington Times would come and that they would be pitied because of their ignorance of the truth? Fisher Ames He was responsible for proposing the final wording of the First Amendment. Pretty important stuff, right? In other words, he wrote the First Amendment and proposed the final version that actually is in our Constitution right now. Fisher Ames said this. Listen to this one. We have a dangerous trend beginning to take place in our education. We're spending less time in the classroom on the Bible, which should be the principal text in our schools. The Bible states these great moral lessons better than any other book. Fisher Ames, the author and the proposer of the First Amendment, which does not say we have freedom from religion, Okay, we have freedom of religion. We don't have freedom from it. And the guy that wrote the First Amendment that gives us that freedom, guarantees us that freedom, codifies into law, constitutional law, that freedom says the Bible states great moral lessons better than any other book. And we are spending less time in the classroom in the Bible, which should be our principal text in our schools. Doesn't sound like he thought we should keep Christianity out of our schools, does it? Fisher aims again. He said this in 1801, as if to double down on his previous point. Why should not the Bible regain the place it once held as our school book? Its morals are pure, its examples captivating and noble. How can you possibly claim that our country isn't grounded in Christianity? I'm not even halfway done. Let's go on to Justice Joseph Story, one of the early Supreme Court justices. Here's his quote. Why may not the Bible be read and taught as divine revelation in the school? and its glorious principles of morality be inculcated in our students. Where can the purest principles of morality be learned so clearly and so perfectly as from the New Testament? Where are the love of truth, sobriety, and industry so powerfully and irresistibly inculcated as in the sacred volume? Close quote. Supreme Court Justice. Joseph's story, by the way. Hmm doesn't seem to think that Christianity had nothing to do with the founding of our country, does it? Calvin Coolidge, the foundation of our society and government rests so much on the teachings of the Bible that it would be difficult to support them if faith in these teachings would cease to be practically universal in our country. Did you get that? The foundation of our society, meaning the very first things that were set down. The foundation is the first thing to be built, in case my critic doesn't understand that, which means you don't have the structure until you first lay the foundation. The first thing, the founding, foundation, the foundation of our society and government rests so much on the teachings of the Bible that it would be difficult to support them if faith in these teachings would cease to be practically universal in our country. Samuel Adams, justice and truth and liberty may be best understood by reading and carefully studying the institutes of the great lawgiver and head of the Christian church. Hmm, does that sound like Samuel Adams would agree that Christianity has nothing to do with the founding of our nation. I go on. The head of the Christian church, which are to be found clearly written and promulgated in the, you ready for it? New Testament. For my friend he, that may not understand what that is, that's part of the Bible. Okay, Patrick Henry, we shall not fight our battles alone. There is a just God who... Pres- presides over the destinies of nations. Doesn't sound like a deist, does it? He's saying that God actually presides over our destiny. Deists don't believe that. Deists thinks Deists think God just winds up the clock and then just steps back and lets it go. He doesn't preside over anything any longer. He may have created stuff, but he doesn't have any daily engagement in the affairs of the stuff he created. Patrick Henry disagrees. More from Patrick Henry. This book, the Bible, is worth all other books which have ever been printed. This book, the Bible, is worth more, I should say, than all other books which have ever been printed. Noah Webster again. It is extremely important to our nation that all possible authority and influence should be given to the scriptures. I could go on and on and on. I may give you more in subsequent shows. I've got Woodrow Wilson, Teddy Roosevelt, Chief Justice Earl Warren, Benjamin Franklin, Calvin Coolidge, Robert Winthrop, Noah Webster again, James Wilson, signer of the Declaration, and original Supreme Court Justice, John Locke, Daniel Webster, all of them referencing the Bible as necessary to a free country and to the United States of America. My friends claim that, first and foremost, I need to get my facts straight. Well, I think I just did. I think I just did. And the United States was not founded on freedom from religion. You might want to read that again, bud. It's freedom of, not from. Words matter. You might want to attend to the words. And it does have a Christian basis. Claiming that it has no Christian basis whatsoever other than the influence of Christian nationalists is baloney. It's not true, and folks, don't let people tell you this. They're either lying or they're just stupid. And remember this, in times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. This stuff is deceptive. It's dishonest. Respond to it with the truth. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.